you are listening to the Kinetic Man Podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm David. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living a life defined by uncommon action that is full of purpose, adventure, and meaningful relationships. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours and together achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to leave the potential life behind and become kinetic men. What's up, everybody? Hey, this is Stu. And uh, John Mark Comer, one of my favorite authors and uh, podcast hosts, said once that one of the main jobs of a parent is to study your children and help unfold them into the man or woman that God made them to be. I think that we do this through um, asking good questions and um, engaging in conversation. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, I've asked, you know, my kids before, like, hey, how was your day? And uh, their standard answer is good or fine. And that doesn't get very far. So um, in the Kinetic Man Mastermind, we challenge men to to ask good questions and to engage in conversations so we can get to know our kids better. Um, so what we did was come up with 100 questions. We came up with a list of really good questions to ask that will engage in conversation with your kids and, uh, and they're awesome. Uh, here's an example of one. If you wanted to make everyone on the planet smile, how would you do it? Or if you had a time machine, where would you go and why? You'll be amazed at this conversation that you have with your kids when you ask these good questions. Ask them in the car when you're taking them to school. Ask them around the dinner table. Engage in that and be ready to answer those yourself. You'll be amazed at what happens. If you like this list, you can email us. Email takeaction at thekineticman.com. Again, that's Take action at the kineticman.com and we'll send you that uh, list of questions for free. Put 100 questions in the subject and we'll send it right over. Take action, engage with your family, ask good questions. See you. Men, Connect Men Retreats. If you've not been to one, we're on our fourth iteration, September 27 through 29, Empire, Colorado. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. You will come there. One man, you'll leave a changed man. You're going to be surrounded by a group of ninja individuals. You're going to eat. We're going to keep you active so that you don't get too fat because the food is amazing. The You're going to be spoiled with, with just the, the, the level of the retreat. But I'll tell you, it is such a life-changing event that you are absolutely missing out if you do not participate in one of these events. So come join us. Go to thekineticman.com. Sign up. Be different. Be better do something get it all right gentlemen thanks for joining us today um this is a little a little bit different of a topic from what we normally do for kinetic living webinars uh we typically will uh kind of hit a topic that uh, we talk about inside the kinetic man mastermind uh but we're going to kind of skirt around a little bit um and david and i both read a book not too long ago uh, called die with zero uh, by a guy named Bill Perkins. Has anyone read it? Just raise the hands if anyone's read it. Paul, Stephen, yep. Mike, have you read it? I'm familiar, but okay. I uh, can't read. So. Can't, can't read. <laughs> you, you and David, you and David both. Uh, David had to listen to it on audio. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we both read this book. It, it was, uh, you know, we had been talking a lot about, um, you know, setting up uh, trusts and wills and, um, you know, how to leave a legacy for our children. And then uh, another gentleman that we had on our podcast recommended uh, the book Die With Zero. And so uh, we took a look at it and, you know, you read the cover of it. And you're like, oh man, what's this going to be about? Uh, and uh, we, so we dove in, you know, we, and uh, it was very, very impactful to us um, in a way that 
uh, we really changed a lot of things in our daily lives because of it. And so we're going to kind of dive into that uh, a bit today. Um, and so, you know, one of the things it talks about, and, and I'll just get into it here is, um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, did any of you have, uh, you know, some friends or somebody from from college or, uh, you know, from high school or something like that, who just decided out of the blue to go uh, on and take like an epic trip, like after college graduation, or and they went to like some far off destination and had some like amazing experience, like backpacking around Europe for like 30 days or something like that. Maybe you guys know somebody or, or was that you? Yeah. Um, I do for sure. So like, this is, you know, they talk about it. Um, Bill talks about it in the book, but I had this exact experience. I had some buddies after graduation from the, from the Naval Academy, they all decided to go together and do a backpacking trip around Europe for 30 days. And they invited me, um, you know, they, they went on a, a shoestring budget, like with no plan in place. And they just were planning on like living out, you know, their fullest lives, uh, for like 30 days. And, uh, they invited me and I chose to stay, stay back. Uh, I don't know really why I chose to stay back, but, um, you know, at the time I just thought that that wasn't the most important thing that I could do, uh, with my time after graduation. And so I stayed back and after their return, a couple of those guys went on to flight school with me and, uh, they would reminisce about that trip, like all the time. Like they would just, you know, recount these epic stories that, that, you know, the people that they met, uh, you know, the, the amazing adventures that they went on and, um, you know, they talked about those like all the time. And like, I listened to the conversation, but, uh, you know, obviously wasn't a part of it. Well, those memories for them, like they've lasted a lifetime and like, literally I still hear about some of them when they get together, like we had our 20 year, uh, college reunion, not too long ago, last October. And, uh, you know, some of those guys were there and they, they brought it up. Um, and you know, they will continue to, to think about that and, you know, talk about it for the rest of their life. And I messed up, um, that that one opportunity I missed out on, um, I'll never have the chance to do it again. And there's a quote in the book, uh, die with zero. And it was really impactful to me. And it says the business of life is the acquisition of memories in the end. That's all there is. And so, you know, I think about that and I think about, um, you know, that epic 30 day backpacking through Europe experience that they had. Uh, and you know, I, I, I will never get a chance to, uh, to relive that. And now I'm married with kids and, you know, to do that with a bunch of buddies, probably um, my wife would, would not allow that to happen. Um, and so, you know, I'll never have that experience again. Um, there's a metaphor also in the book that uh, he says, um, here's a metaphor uh, of this exact example. He says, you build a well, you get a pump. And as the pump pumps water into a cup, the cup quickly fills. So the water starts to overflow and you take a sip and you keep pumping. And at the end of your life, after a lifetime of pumping, you see that you're still thirsty. What a waste. So for David and I, that was a huge wake up call for us. We knew that we had to start making some changes in our life uh, to start creating these memories, you know, the acquisition of memories. So I can, you know, 40 years down the road, you know, talk about those experiences with my kids, with my friends, with my family, um, and, and remember back through those, uh, memories that, uh, will last, you know, for the rest of my life. 
So imagine the regret that you would feel if you get to the end of your days and you realize that you haven't managed to live a life, you know, full of those satisfying experiences yourself. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Um, investing in memory dividends. Yeah. And Stu, I just want a, a point of, a cl- of clarification. Uh, did you, did you really get invited on the trip? Like, don't I, lie. I did. Well, did people really want to spend 30 days backpacking with you uh, through Europe? Cause I personally think, yeah, I, I think you're lying. I think you're lying. No, but he was all, he was on my uh, baseball buddies. I played baseball I'm just with. I'm kidding, man. I'm sure they invited you. They didn't know you that well. I'm sure they invited uh-huh. you. No, all, you know, all joking aside. So, if you read a book like that, or you, you know, you're you're listening to the stories on this webinar, what does that really mean to you? Right? Like, what is? Do you realize that this story is? Hey, I'm living this story, and it really doesn't matter. You know, one one of the things we really want to highlight here, it doesn't matter where you are in that journey, right? So, say you miss the opportunity at 20. Uh, say you're in your 20s, which none of you appear to be in your 20s. Not that you don't look like you're in your 20s. I just know from the 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 uh, appearance of maturity that you're all beyond your 20s. Uh, but but maybe you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. It doesn't really matter. No matter where you are on this journey, there's still opportunity to live to your fullest, right? You, you can, and and I think it's worthwhile that you actually assess it. You 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 ask the question. It's a fair question. It's a fair question to say, okay have I lived life to my fullest and am I currently doing so? And and that question is a great question because it also forces you to really dig deep and, and have some self-awareness and self-analysis and be like, man, you know what? I don't even know what a full life looks like. I've never defined that for myself. What, what does that mean? And so that conversation, that process in and of itself is a beautiful conversation. And who knows what you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, what you come out from that but what I can tell you is no matter where you are, it's, it's, it's not too late. And this is not, you know, our intent here, any of you who have any exposure to us know that the kinetic man has a purpose, right? It's a, it's a purpose for action. So yeah, we could sit here and tell great stories and it could be amazing and, and entertain you guys. That's not the point. The point of this entire conversation is to show you that, that, that we chose at some point, which for Stu and I and Steven, that was about two years ago, but we made a life choice to, to change. Right? It was it was just a decision. It was a point in time. We made a decision and we went from there. And so we're going to tell you what we've done to make that change. And and really, it's it's been awesome because we started putting a large amount of effort into investing in experiences. You know, experiences with our families, with each other, with our tribe of like minded men. And 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 the amazing thing is we have come to deeper relationship in all those relationships. Right, we've come to deeper relationships with our wives, with our kids, with uh, and with our brothers. Who you know, I, we legitimately hang up some of our, our mastermind calls and be like, Hey, love you guys. Love you guys. And they're all brothers at this point. But again, that comes from, it's nothing that we did that was special. Um, and, and most of you, if you know, Stuart, don't but like, you know, it doesn't require a special person. It just requires to do something different and to be better, right? It just requires us to do something different. And so I want to ask you a question, you know, a big part of this is starting with uh, it starts with creating margin in your life. So just real quick show of hands or, or, you know, someone, someone come off mute, just one of you and tell me, how do you know if you have margin in your life? Just go ahead. Just, you know, don't, don't give me a 20 second thing. Just tell me how, how would you know quick and easy? How do you know if you have margin in your life? It sounds like you're saying margarine in your life. I, I, maybe I'm hearing that wrong. Ma- margin, margin, like oh, uh, capacity, okay. 
white gotcha. space, uh, any of that <laughs> margarine. I, I'm not, a, I'm, a, I'm more of a butter fan. We yeah. I'm a butter, butter guy. Yeah. 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 I don't do the fake. You see it in your face. We know. No, no, no judgment. If <laughs> a little you mine. <laughs> no, Dave. <laughs> Steven, you shouldn't in- insult our guests. But uh, ma- margin. Who, how do you know if you have margin? Real quick. One sentence. Anybody? Right, I'll tell you. It's, I, it's I easy. I can't tell. Yeah, it's super easy. Pull out your calendar. Pull out your calendar. Take a look at your calendar. And that will tell you very, very quickly if you have any margin built into your life. And that's a that's a great way. And that's what we did, right? You're gonna hear a lot about calendars, you're gonna hear a lot about checkbooks in, in this talk, but but that's that's what we did. We took a look at our calendar and we were we just were trying to understand not only what the power of the calendar had over our lives, but had we done anything to create margin in our lives to to have capacity for these uh the things that we that we said were important to us. And so we knew we wanted to create community, we knew we wanted to have fellowship, we knew we wanted adventure to be a part of our daily weekly, monthly plan. We knew all these things, but we also knew, we figured out that if our calendar did not reflect that desire, it would never happen. So let me say that again. If our calendar did not reflect that desire, it would never happen. So we have a friend, uh, Jim Shields. I don't know if you guys, anybody, quick show of hands, anybody heard of the family board meeting? So he he wrote a book and he's dedicated his life to this idea of the family board meeting of this 18 summers and our time with our family. And and he told us on a podcast we did with him that if if it's not scheduled, it will never get done. And he was specifically referring to his own date nights with his wife. So so he has dedicated his life. He's written a book. He has retreats you can go to in Costa Rica. He's dedicated his life around this idea of spending time with your family, spending time with your your wife, your kids, and and he's built an entire business around it. And to this day, he admits and he acknowledges that if it's not the date night is not scheduled on his calendar, it will not happen. So that should really tell you that should really be reflective of of how powerful the calendar is. And it's not something that you're going to be great at. Uh, you get to a point in your life where wow, it's not it's I don't need it on the calendar anymore, so it's going to happen. It just doesn't happen. And someone like that who's dedicated his life to this to acknowledge that. I think is a very, very powerful thing. We should all, we should all take note of that. And so, you know, Stu, Steven and I, we decided to do something about it. We wanted our lives. We wanted our businesses. We wanted the things that we did to reflect our passions and those passions specifically of purpose, meaningful relationships and adventure. And so this is what we do, right? We plan adventures. Uh, we send lots of invites. We sent, I don't know, Stu, you sent probably a thousand invites to this, right? Steven, you probably yeah. sent, you, you said you tapped out your network. You probably sent I don't know. You probably sent seven to 10 invites. Yeah. To, maybe 15, <laughs> maybe 15. Right. <laughs> so you, you sent 15 invites to this. So now we're up to like a thousand or a thousand fifteen. You know, I sent however many I sent, but the point is we're putting ourselves out there and it doesn't really matter who decides to come right now or doesn't at some point when, when these things become important to you, then you're going to show up. Right. And we put these things on the calendar and then we seek to experience life to the fullest. We spent years trying to define what that looks like, life to the fullest. And now we're doing something about it, putting it on the calendar and experiencing those things. Uh, real quick, in, uh, there's a book, Man's Search for Meaning. You guys, have, I'm sure, have heard about it. But Victor Frankl talks about uh, three components to living a life full of meaning. And those are specifically one, to be fascinated by a project that is bigger than yourself and demands your attention. For us, we call that purpose. That's purpose to us. 
The second point is to share in that project and the beauty around it with other people. What does that sound like? It's meaningful relationships. Sharing that beauty is, a, is, a, is, is encompassed in meaningful relationships for us. And then his third point was identify and know that there will be challenges along the way. And while it might be painful, it will also enrich your life. What is that very reminiscent of? Adventure, right? Adventure oftentimes can be difficult. Can be There could be pain involved. You know, climbing a 14er is not particularly uh, devoid of pain. There's pain in that, but there's also joy and it enriches our lives because we have this adventure and challenge ourselves to do things together in meaningful relationships, which feeds a purpose. And, and so why do I mention all this? Is it is it to say that it, it's simply to say that we started to live our lives full of purpose, relationships, and adventure. And and I want to really emphasize this last this last uh, uh, this last thing is that it was a decision point. That decision point was followed by an action, and then that action is now a reality. So I'm going to say that again. It was a decision that we started with a decision, and that was followed by an action, which is now a reality. And the best part about it, anybody on this call, anybody who listens to this future podcast, anyone can do the same thing, which is the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. So you know, here's just some pictures of some of the stuff that we've done, you know, just recently within the last you know year or so, um, you know, David and I just carved out on our calendar that you know, we're going to take some epic trips with our family. So, you know, that's, that's me in Mexico with my kids and that's David in, in Italy with his kids. Um, you know, these other pictures of, of groups of men, they're at uh, our, our retreats, you know, we, we've done ropes course and zip lines. We've went, you know, shot uh, some, some archery, just hanging around a table and breaking bread. Goody and I, you know, we go up to the mountains as much and as often as we possibly can uh, to go do adventures um, so we're, you know, we're putting these into action. We're putting them on the calendar. We're going and doing it. And and just for a point of clarification, those random women in our pictures, those are our wives as well. It's not just our kids with some like <laughs> random woman uh, photo bombing us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good point, Dave. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. Uh, hey, Stephen, can you uh, go next slide? Um, so, you know, to David's point, um, you know, all of this starts with a decision right? You're, you're going to identify and decide to start making a change. And you understand that that life is is not all about just stockpiling money away uh, to save for a rainy day. Um, it's all about making decisions. And, and you, you make that with your calendar and your checkbook. You start with those priorities um, and then you start carving out time on the calendar for experiences. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just once a week. Maybe it's, uh, you know, David and I use Thursdays as kind of like our day to to go do you know mountain adventure days. Uh, you know, we we make fun of it. We call call it a mandate. Um, but uh, you know, others that are in our mastermind group and others that are here in Colorado with us, like they know that Thursdays like are our mandate day. And and Stephen knows like he's not going to get on our calendar on Thursdays uh, because we're going to typically be you know up going and doing something fun. Um. We also, we created a meetup page and we're, you know, we're inviting other men here locally in Colorado to go on those mandate days with us. Uh, you know, we go hiking, snowboarding, mountain biking, and sometimes we just go grab a coffee uh, or grab a lunch. And, um, you know, you might have to just cancel some meetings or some phone calls or, you know, shorten your work hours to go and do that. And you might have to start telling people no, they're trying to inundate your calendar because if you're not 
managing your own calendar. Someone else is going to do it for you. So we had to start learning how to say no. Um, and some of it was important stuff. Some of it was, um, you know, things for raising money for our, our real estate investments or, um, you know, trying to get, you know, men to join our mastermind group. Um, but, you know, we carve out time on the counter for that. And we don't, um, you know, break into that when it's our day to go do adventures. Um, you know, we have to take action and then you have to invite others uh, to go experience life with you. That's, you know, maybe it's your, your wife, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's, you know, your best friend from college. Uh, maybe it's from new guys that you met at church. Uh, maybe it's your neighbors, you know, whoever that is, whoever you need to um, connect with and um, start doing this stuff with, you know, we really recommend taking an action and going and doing it. Hey, Steven, I want to be clear. You are invited to everything Stu and I do. You just need to move to Colorado. So it's not that you're not invited or we don't want you here, but you just need to move here. Sound good? Easy. Yeah. I'll pass. Easy day. Your mom's here. So <laughs> like, Hey man, the rest of my family is there. Yes. And that's not a mama Rather. joke. Like his mom is literally <laughs> lives here. And Hey, one thing I want to highlight too, about the, uh, the calendar is this is also iterative, right? So we just made a decision within our business. No kidding. Uh, probably two weeks ago, it, it was prompted by me. Uh, saying, hey, I am not fulfilling something that I said is important to me, which is working out. I'm not regularly actively working out and I would like to do something about that. And so we came together and we're like, okay, cool. Every day, eight to 10, that's PT time. And, and, and this was just two weeks ago, right? Because I thought oh, I could squeeze it in the morning, I could squeeze it in the night, but, but I have all these other priorities on the calendar that are, I mean, I have no kidding, snuggle your babies is on the calendar because I want every single night to put my phone down and be very present in bedtime and, and snuggle my kids. That could be five minutes. That could be an hour. I might fall asleep. Whatever that looks like doesn't really matter. It's in the calendar. And so working out was not was not in the calendar. It was at a time that was very uh, unrealistic. And so we just changed it, right? And and all of us were like, oh man, that, that's great. Like, I, I really want to be that consistent with it. And so that's what we did. Um, Steven, I'm just curious, your, your orange theory, was that during that window? No. Okay. Well, it was during that no. window. It was during no, that was, window for us time. <laughs> yeah. It was during that window for you time, but no, time I mean, but it was, um, I mean, I am not a morning person and I had to get up at five fifteen to go do it. Cause I know it's the only time it's going to happen. And so yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's something that my wife and I have really, you know, my wife has told me repeatedly, like, I just don't know. And, and like, for context, we have a three, four week old baby. So, um, said so like, I don't know when I'm going to do this. Like, I just don't see that as, as feasible, and I told her, I said, I don't, I don't think that that's really a great option. Like, I think you just, just mm. pick some times on the calendar and like, we're going to put it on there and we're going to cancel all the stuff if it's that important, you know? I love it. I love it. And, and that's the other thing too. The calendar has to adjust to life consequence or life events and you had a baby. So calendar has to adjust. I mean, that's just the natural part of the, yeah. this is not a hard and fast. The calendar has to always be uh, adjust. Uh, if you can go to the next slide, see him, please. So, so what are the consequences? I mean, let's be honest, right? Self-awareness is key and it's critical in, in, in everything we do. So, so let's be honest about what, what the consequences are of not taking action. Uh, there's a, a, an awesome author, Bronnie Ware. She wrote a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And what she did, I don't know if you guys have heard of this book, but she basically tended to patients who'd gone home to die. I mean, that was her job was to tend to people who, who were on their deathbed. And she'd normally stay with them between you know three to 12 weeks 
Well, well, she had a number of very, uh, uh, very powerful conversations and she experienced firsthand the emotions that were associated with her patient's knowledge of their nearing death. And she noted that regret was one of the common feelings. And, and so just take a, just a quick second and take a look at the five, the top five regrets of the dying as she defined them based on her conversations in, in this, in this profession that she had. And, and just, just ask, you know, just ask yourself the question, any of these re resonate with you? So, so for those listening, I would just say, Hey, uh, uh, these are the top five. I'll read it real quick. So I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Wow. And that's pretty powerful, right? And you think about, and that's not just your parents and how, how, how long did the decisions you were making, how long were they impacted by, uh, you know, potential pressure from your parents or, or perceived pressure from your parents. The second one is, and, and uh, sorry, before I move on from that, that there's also pressure inherent in your marriage and raising kids and all these things. And, and, and you just have to ask yourself, okay, uh, am I living my life for me or am I living the life others expect of me? Very fair question. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. That's the second one. Wish I hadn't worked so hard. The third one, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. How long are you carrying that? I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. The fourth one, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. That's a huge one, especially we got a bunch of men on here, right? And especially amongst men, we we just, we fall into this trap of, of not having any friends. And then the fifth one, I wish I had let myself be happier. And I, what I love about that is I wish I had let myself be happier. It's very active. The language is active. It's a decision. It's a choice. It's something that we can do and we can control. Uh, I listen to Rick Warren a bunch and, and I love, what I love about him is he talks about some, some uh, emotions that are wasted emotions, uh, guilt, uh, is, is amongst them. Um, and, and, uh, bitterness is another one and worry, right? These, these things that, that whether you, you can't control the outcome. So you have these emotions that, that tie with that, which are, is a wasted emotion or they're backwards looking. And one of the biggest ones he hits on is regret. And what I love about it is regret is something that you can do something about proactively. You can ask yourself, will I regret not doing X, Y, Z? You can ask yourself that question. And if the answer is yes, now you can make a decision right now based on that. And that's what I love about, uh, I hate about regret, but I love about regret is that you can actually do something about it proactively to avoid some of those feelings. Can you stop working so much right now? hundred percent. You have the top five right in front of you. Is there something you could do about each of those things today? I would argue absolutely. Yes, you could. And so, you know, this, this idea of moving back to Dawa zero, this idea of retiring on memories it runs completely counter to most of the things we hear about retirement, especially in Western culture, especially in the United States, because we're constantly hearing the message, save for retirement, uh, sock away money into the market and your 401k plan, do an IRA. And, and you constantly hear about save for a rainy day. Well, what if you live in the desert and it doesn't rain? What are you saving for, right? Like, it's a fair question to say, what am I truly, what is a rainy day? What does that look like? Have I ever defined what a rainy day is? And if you haven't, then it, it's just worthwhile to start digging into these things. Uh, one of Aesop's fables, the ant and the grasshopper, uh, the ant is framed to be the smart one, right? He's, he's sitting pretty after harvesting his grain and the grasshopper goes out, bouncing around and he's hungry after spending his whole summer playing. And, and while this is an extreme example, this is the way most people look at things, very black and white on the extremes, right? And, and our culture tends to overemphasize the virtues of the ant and the hard work and the delayed gratification and the cost at the cost of other virtues, we don't consider 
that the grasshopper may also have been onto something. I am not an advocate for irresponsible spending. I'm not an advocate for not saving your money. I'm not an advocate for anything that will put you in financial ruin so you can go have fun. We, we do not advocate for that. We're investors. We're, we're real estate investors. We run a fund and we manage other people's money. That, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's not the extremes that we should be focused on. Is there a middle ground? Is there a lot of fun that we can have in the summer, maximize our potential now, maximize the fun we're having and, and the memories we're creating while also doing something, not giving all that up just to save for a rainy day and save for a time that I'm too frail to enjoy the money that I have put aside. And so it's it's just something that we started digging very, very deeply into and we need to realize, we recognize that we need to realize that there can be a bridge between the two and you can make time for both. We just don't. Stephen, uh, next slide. So this is um, a, a screenshot from the book. Um, he's talking about, you know, this, this idea of investing in experiences and creating memory dividends. And this is a chart that Bill Perkins came up with. Um, the a seven year fulfillment curve uh, in memory dividends, and if if you look at it, it's it's really interesting. You'll see that this idea of an experience it actually keeps on giving in the form of fulfillment from your memories, and over time those memories actually increase and increase and increase, and the dividends from that memory continues to grow. Um, so like you know think back. Think back at like one of the best vacations that you ever had and and think about how much time you spent uh, showing pictures of that trip afterwards to your friends and to your family. You probably, you know, posted some of your photos on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Now, like add, add in all the times that you and the people you travel with reminisce about that trip and all the times that you thought about it yourself or you've given advice to somebody to go and do that same vacation, you know, when they're considering, uh, you know, going on a trip, all those re residual experiences from the original experience that, that happened, those are memory dividends. They just continue to add up over time. And some of these memories, they, um, you know, upon reflecting on it, they actually bring more enjoyment than the original experience to begin with. Like if you think back, like thinking back through it actually gives you more joy than when, you know, when it was actually happening. It's pretty interesting. So, um, you know, the most important point to all of this is like, you have to start now. Like you can't, you know, to David's point, you can't just put money away in the 401k, you know, in the, in the, in the IRA saving for a rainy day, you have to put money into this experience, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Like, it doesn't have to be like some grandiose, you know, huge trip to 30 days, you know, in Italy. Uh, it can be like super small, like hour long trips, uh, day trips, uh, stuff that doesn't cost a whole lot. You know, we can, we'll talk about some stuff uh, on the next side that, that, you know, we did this summer that that was free. Um, you have to start doing this stuff now. Uh, because, you know, at the end of your life, you know, when you're 60 or 70 and you've, you've, you know, put all that money away, you know, another thing you got to think about is your health. Will you even be able to go on these trips? Like think if if you go to Italy, like Goody just went to Italy last summer. Goody, how many, how many, uh, how many stairs did you climb, you know, while they, while you were there in Italy? One million, one, one million, million stairs. 
Yeah, one million stairs. Think you could have done that when you were, you know, seventy? Yes, I do. Really? No, but all joking aside, we were still having calls while I was over there, and I was like, man, there's. I'm looking around. We, I had read this book actually on my way to and finished it early in the trip. And I was like, man, it's so true. I'm looking around at all these people that say that waited for this time in their life to go older, older folks. And they were struggling. I mean, they were struggling. Right. And we were doing fun things like with my kids, I was like, Hey, let's find the highest tower or St. Peter's Basilica or whatever the highest point is in this city that we can climb and let's go climb it and look at the city from there. Right. And whether it was Rome or a bunch of Tuscan, uh, uh, the Tuscan towns. And I'll tell you that the age as you started climbing those, uh, those stairs, the age at the top of it started going down significantly, right? It wasn't there. The, those folks were not doing those same adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. We did a, uh, just a Colorado road trip this summer with the kids. We did six days and we went to see all four state parks, or I'm sorry, national parks, um, in Colorado. And like one of them was the great sand dunes national park. And you literally have to like hike up the side of these huge sand dunes just to be able to then slide down them. Like there's no, you know, there's no way I would have been able to do that at age 80, you know, or 70, you know, when I'm, when I'm retired, um, to the same level that I can do now with my kids. Or, or so, take the face plant. You won't be able to handle the face plant that you took on the, on the sand snowboard that you, I did. <laughs> that I, you did experienced. A, I did take a pretty serious face plant. You're not getting up as, uh, was, as easy at that point. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Steven, um, next slide. Hey, so one of the things we want to do, and, and these pictures are just a reflection of that, is we know that this works, right? This is not something to, this is not a nice to have. This is not something that we um, are, are preaching, but don't know. And it's not just us, right? It's not just us. It's it's men in the mastermind are doing things that they never thought they'd do. And they're epic. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you kind of what it boils down to. So, you know, this year, um, and I would say this is the first summer that we has is a culmination of a couple of years of really, really diving deep into this. And we started really, really investing in our own memory dividends. And so as Stu mentioned, I took a month long trip to Italy, and and I just want to highlight a couple of things. One of the things that prompted us to want to have this conversation is is Eric and I dug into the the uh, the cost of it, right? And and when someone hears, I mean, just your own imagine your own uh, reaction to this. So when someone hears, I took twenty eight days. I went to England and then I went throughout Italy, uh, hotels, flights for five, and we ate. You know, we had to we had to buy a bunch of food. And my I did not budget in every single night. My kids had gelato. I did not budget that, but even that was about $300 for three kids for the entire time. Right. And so what's a lot of interesting, gelato, dude, it's a lot of gelato. I don't even like ice cream, man. So I, I didn't get to imbibe in that is, or I, I could have, I chose not to, um, but, but, but lest you feel sorry for me, there was a plenty of other things that I, um, uh, added about 10 pounds on, uh, as I was imbibing. But, but the point is that trip costs vastly vastly less than I think most people would think. And I was actually surprised when we came back and do we have to save for it? A hundred percent. Yes, we did. Uh, and it was not a trivial amount, trivial amount of money, but the point is, is it is very doable. It is a very doable thing. And until you start running the numbers, you just don't know that until you start considering if you have 30 days to do that, you just don't know if you really do. And so it was, it was an amazing experience. And to Stu's point, 
a lot of times we'll go back, we'll go back and what I do love about social media, uh, I'm not a huge fan, but what I do love is that we can go back and look at all the pictures that Erica posted uh, for our family so they could track the trip. We go back and, and look at those and it was amazing. And the kids got to experience things that they've never been able to experience. And we just made it happen. Uh, Stu, as he mentioned, went to Mexico, took his family there. They did a, that six day trip around Colorado. I mean, these are all things that that required planning and at some point. Uh, you know, you run the numbers and you're like, yeah, we can do this. Let's do it. And then you just pull the trigger and do it because there's a lot of analysis that went in, especially for Stu, right? I'm much more, much, much less analytical, but, but Stu analyzed this thing and, and probably still is and does it and, and, and projects forward on how many of these that he can do. Uh, there are some things that cost nothing. We went, I mean, the gas money, they cost met gas money to go to do two 14ers, went on multiple Epic hikes, amazing hikes out here in Colorado that we just hadn't done before. Mountain bike trips, fishing trips, snowboarding trips, uh, the rope course, a zip line, and, and many other adventures with the kinetic men. But but these are not things that are breaking the bank. They're not things really what it boils down to. The biggest challenge is time. It's time. And when you really decide that you want to do it, the time magically appears because you stop doing things like, I don't know, whatever you do, binge watching Netflix or no judgment on any of these things. But we do have a lot of time that we waste and you just have to acknowledge the time where your time goes. Uh, and, and again, so some of you might think, Hey, I can't afford a trip like that. Or I don't have the time, my schedule for something like that. I would absolutely challenge you on that. And I think, you know, if you're absolutely honest with yourself, have you taken the steps to assess and even analyze if something like this is possible for you? And what I mean by that is let's, let's just go through a quick list of very practical steps. Have you seriously discussed your desires with your partner? You asked her what her dreams are for travel. Have you done that? That in and of itself, again, is a very rich conversation. Have you taken any time to consider what your travel dreams and desires are? Again, time well spent. Have you run the numbers? Have you looked at your vacation time? Have you talked to the boss that 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 you uh, potentially need to chat about time off with? Have you put the trip in your calendar? If you haven't done any of these things, then honesty with yourself is the best policy. Right. So if if you have not had this conversations or you've not dug into it, then you honestly can't say you can't take the trip. And and just as much, you truly cannot say you can't take the trip just as much as you can say you can't that you can't say you can. Right. Like you can't say either way because there's honestly no data to support whatever it is you're deciding if you've not done the research if you've not done run the numbers, if you've not done these things or had these conversations, then if you're truly honest with yourself, you cannot say you can or cannot do it until you run those numbers, right? Until you go through those conversations. And I will also tell you a side benefit to these conversations are very, is that there's very productive and unintended discussions. So let me just throw this out at you. My wife and I were discussing, uh, you know, the, the Italy trip. We started about two years ago, started talking about how we're going to make it happen. Well, we also came to the realization, which seems so basic, but when you say it out loud and when you sit in it with your wife, it, it has a, a, a much deeper impact. But we have about 19 years with our kids. 19 years with our kids. 18 of those are in the first 18 years of their life. The last night, the 19th year is the rest of your life. Think about that. When they go away, those that concentrated significant time also goes away. And you may be lucky if you're getting 365 days, potentially for the rest of your life, unless you're very, very intentional about creating 
the environment where that happens. But even if you do an epic, you know, two weeks, one month, a year with your kids, I mean, just do the math for yourself. The first 18 years of their life is the vast majority of the time you're going to get with your kids. And then you got very limited time after that. So my wife and I were like, wow, what are we going to do about that? And so we set a 12 year plan in place to say, okay, I mean, this is what it looks like for us. We 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 decided that for the next 12 years, we're going to do an international trip followed by a domestic trip, international, domestic. And, and that's what it's going to look like for the next 12 summers for us. And after that, the kids are gone. And we're, I mean, we're just going to be gone overseas, whatever we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do, but, but it's a very intentional plan that we set in motion because of conversations like this. And you, you don't know what the result of this conversation will be. So I, I would just encourage you to, to go down this path and, and just see what happens. You get to know your wife better, your kids, yourself, and and who knows what the result is. And, and I'll also tell you, once you get the planning ball rolling, the excitement makes it hard to stop. It's like it's like doing your taxes. Once you start, you, you probably get them done. But it takes forever to start. At, at least if you're from, at least if you're me, right? It takes forever to start. But once you get going with something, it's like most things. The the ball just gets rolling, and as you get excited about it, and you have these conversations, you're like, oh. Oh, let's make this happen, right? Like I'm already getting extremely excited. My wife and I are having conversations about our domestic trip coming up next summer. Like we're already planning it, right? What, where are we going to get the RV? How much is that going to cost? You know, I already have a budget in my mind of, of the RV is going to be about $5,000 for a month. Can we do that? How we can do that? I'm starting setting money aside now. And, and it's going to be awesome. We're already looking at booking the sites in the in the national parks and where we want to go. And and so this this thing just takes off. It gets It has a life of its own. It's very exciting. It's very empowering. It's very life-giving. And, and I, I want to leave you this with this, this thought because each of you can do it, right? And so you just have to make it a priority. And I, I was recently told this and I had a conversation just yesterday with one of the members of our mastermind. And that's, if you truly want to do it, you'll find the money. It, it just is, is the nature of how we do things. I asked the guy yesterday, hey, dude, I should take you to go get a mountain bike so you can go mountain biking with us. He's like, oh, it's not in the budget. And I challenged him immediately. I'm like, is it not in the budget? Or do you not want to do it? Could you make this purchase tomorrow if you wanted to? And he was like, yes. I'm like, okay, don't blame the budget. Blame the fact that it's not a priority for you. And that's fine. It's cool if it's not a priority. But, but if you want to make it happen, I strongly believe that you can make it happen. And it doesn't have to be a crazy trip. It just has to be something. And you can make it happen. And so again, as Stu said, they don't have to be extravagant. They don't have to be long lived. It, it can be something one of our buddies calls them micro adventures. You can just have a free time, a couple hours, you go out and you do a thing. Uh, one of the things Stu introduced me to creaking, there's a picture of it. That's the, the bottom picture. I think it's a long, I look like, I look pretty skinny in that picture that, that there's something, there's some kind of filter that's yeah, been applied we, to that. We had to kind of squeeze it together yeah, to make a, it fit. A, like there's, definitely, there's definitely uh, a, Makes you look skinnier than you really are. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, there's a filter on that, um, and actually it's weird because it makes Stu look dumber, which I'd never <laughs> thought there'd be a filter that could make him look dumber. But but my point is, we literally met up, took our kids out into a creek, and we just played in the water and caught crawdads and laughed, and it was amazing. Didn't cost anything. My kids are still talking about it, and so I'll tell you. It, and imagine this for yourself. I can't tell you how many times I've heard my kids say, dad, remember when we did blank dad, remember when we did blank, create those, create those, create that environment, create those memories, create those opportunities. And, and it will be, it'll absolutely be life-changing for you.
And let me add, I don't know if you guys listened to our podcast, but we had a podcast this week um, and uh, he is creating a business uh, for military veterans to help with um, cognitive behavior therapy, uh, you know, people with, with uh, mental health challenges. And he started it because one of, uh, one of his sailors committed suicide and in in his story, you guys can go listen to it. It's it's a Monday's episode. In this story, he says that when he went to go talk to his dad, his dad kept on reminiscing um, about his son telling him that their command went and um, you know climbed some mountain um, in uh, in the uh, Yosemite, and he kept on telling our friend that he's talking to about that he should have done that with his kid. He said, I should have done, I should have done more of this. I should have done more of this. And he had major regret as a dad, not going and doing these type of adventures with his son. And that, that kills me. Like I, I almost started crying when he told us that on the episode, you know, if you don't know me, I, I, I uh, tend to cry easily, but um, you know, it, it just may, had a major impact on me. And it, I like, I don't ever want my son to someday say, you know, dad, I wish you would have you know done more with me or vice versa. I wish. I'd have done more with my son. Um, it was it was pretty impactful to me. So go go take a listen to it if if uh, if you haven't listened to it yet. All right, last slide here, uh, Stephen. If you can switch slides here. All right. So um, first, you know, we really want to thank you guys for for showing up today and and you know coming along this journey on this webinar with us. I know you guys had you know lots of other things going on, um, but we appreciate you joining us. Um, you know. As you can probably see, David and I are, are, are really passionate about this, Stephen as well. Um, so, you know, based on this conversation, here's here's some things that you can do. First and foremost, go start investing into your own life experiences. Start creating memory dividends for yourself. Um, you know, like we said before, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Just start going and doing things, putting priority, um, you know, making it a priority on the calendar. You know, it doesn't have to be... Um, you know, a lot, start small, you know, go, go creaking. I promise you it is a ton of fun. Um, second, you need to surround yourself with other people that are doing it. Find a tribe, find a group of, of, you know, people, um, you know, it could be online. It could be at a church. It could be, I went to the gym this morning too, and it was five 30 and there was a group of like 40 year old dudes uh, in the gym playing basketball together. It could be a group of guys playing basketball together at 5.30 in the gym. Find a tribe and get involved. You know, practice this. Practice this with other with other men. If you live in Colorado, um, which none of you on this call do, um, but for those listening to this in the future, we're trying to do this every week. Um, we created a meetup page. Um, you can find it on meetup.com uh, or you can just go to our website and there's a banner at the very top of the page and you click on it and it'll take you and we we try to post something you know almost every thursday to go do something fun um you know we're we're going and grabbing coffee together we're going climbing 14ers we're going snowboarding all the things that we've kind of talked about uh in the past um we have a podcast called the kinetic man podcast i referenced that you know this episode um that came out this week on monday um you know this recording will will come out uh, pretty soon as well um, and, you know, we love to have conversations like this on our podcast. We have um, amazing guests that come on and talk through, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about in the mastermind. Um, if you want to come to Colorado, 
we're doing a retreat. We do a two, three day, two night retreats a year, um, just for, you know, men inside the group, but it's also open to, uh, men that are outside the group. This next one's coming up soon. It's in, uh, at the end of September, we found an amazing, um, 200 acre ranch in empire, Colorado. That's run by, um, a nonprofit organization. They do summer camps for uh, kids with autism in the summertime. And then when they're not in camp, they open it up for others to come and use it. And so we're going to do that. Um, it's just a great experience where, where men come together in fellowship. We break bread. We do something hard. We, we typically go on a long, hard hike. Uh, we typically do something fun where we we call it the uh, Kinetic Man Olympics. Uh, we break into two-man teams and we go uh, play fun games like um, you know cornhole and can jam and Jenga. Um, what other games do we play, uh, Stephen? Spike ball. Spike ball. Yeah, that's always a, one. A, it's a hot hot one. Um, so we just have fun and we we compete and we always, and then we have a a guest speaker that comes in. Uh, who does an amazing job. He's also been on our podcast. His name is Brendan Jones. Um, and then, you know, there's lots of just amazing side conversations that happen. You know, we call them the in-betweens, you know, uh, we schedule time in between kind of the, the events and you get to talk to, you know, other like-minded men that are doing amazing things uh, in business, in life, being a better dad, being a better husband, being a better friend. Uh, I'm always on the lookout for a new best friend. So if you come, you know, we'll have an application at the door, uh, you know, for, for you to, you know, come be my best friend. Um, you don't want to fill it out. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's, it's actually uh will take life from you. It, trust, trap. Me. trust me. It's a trap. It's a, trap. Terrible. It's a um, terrible role. Yeah. Hey, and the last thing, um, yeah, you know, we talked a lot about this, this mastermind, uh, the kinetic man mastermind. Uh, we meet on zoom every single week um, in small groups, you know, similar to kind of like a church, small group, 10 to 15 men. And we get real, um, you know, we, we, we get honest, we get vulnerable. Um, and we talk about, you know, this type of stuff. We talk about the challenges in our life. We open up to other men. Um, there's laughter, there's tears, there's everything in between. And, uh, we then go take action. We, you know, put, make this stuff like really important in our lives. We actually take action on the things that we say are a priority. Um, and we do it together in a community. I think a lot of us need community right now. We need a tribe. We need men to do this with. We need friends. Um, so all this can be found on the kinetic Uh, you know, we love, you know, for, for you guys on this call to consider it. Um, but you know, again, most important thing, go start doing this stuff. Goody. What are we doing this Thursday? This Thursday, yeah, we are most likely going down to Canyon City, which is awesome. It is awesome. Is anybody, Alex? Where are you? Where are you at? Sorry, I'm in the Springs. Oh, oh dang! Sweet. Yeah. What? Yeah, well, there you go. Well, uh, Thursday, we're let's talk after, but let's grab coffee. Let's do something dope. Cool. Get together. Yeah. Talk. We'll talk about Stephen, which is amazing, and then you and I will connect. And then we can talk about Steven and Stu, and it'll be amazing. Dude, I've got so many good stories about Steven. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Nice. I can't wait to do it. Nice. Mike, you coming out to Colorado? Just want to come out and hang out for a couple of days? Uh, i got a mother-in-law that lives out there, so I get out there every couple of years or so. Giddy up. Giddy up. And then, Paul, we, we already talked. Can't wait to see you. That's awesome, gents. Thank you, guys.
You guys have yeah, any so, questions before we sign off? I was like, go yeah. ahead, Stu. No, I was just going to say the exact same thing. You guys have any thoughts, comments, questions before we uh, get to the top of the hour? I am a running list of uh, dividend activities, dividend building family activities that other mastermind people have thought of. So like a your lead magnet is people come to your list of ideas that other guys have thought of before. Trip yeah. advisor for dumb dudes. It's uh, it's interesting to say that we we do have. Um that thread going uh we have a, an internal discussion forum and we do have that thread of of you know ideas things to go do just with your spouse like on a date day with your spouse and then we have another thread to do fun things uh with your friends and then another one uh, fun things to do with your kids so um yeah it's good i was also gonna say if you uh if y'all want to like if this topic sort of piqued your interest or you want to dive into it more there's a couple of resources that i've found really impactful that have changed the way that i think on sort of a daily basis um, one of those is wait but why uh, if you google wait but why and uh, life in weeks those visual charts are uh, sobering to say the least Right. And uh, it kind of pairs with the, if you're familiar with the uh, family board meeting, I always call it 18 summers book. That's um, it's a really great visual reminder of like taking action on this stuff now. And then the other one is um, it's a thread that was on Twitter by an account called uh, punk six, five, nine that had uh, he did the math on like, your friends and it's the same idea as the 18 summers like your friends you know when a friend comes in town and you say uh maybe next time like i'll catch you for dinner um i actively i say yes now that's that's my automatic answer is is yes and it's because um you know al you and i are like a great example right we're good friends we spent four years in college if you do like rough math 10 months a year 25 days a month right that you're at like a thousand days or so and if you and I saw each other one time a year for the next 40 years, that means we've got 40 days left out of a thousand we've already spent, right? So those are just a couple of things that I found as really powerful resources to sort of like mold this topic into actionable items as, in terms of like changing your mindset. We can say something, Alex. No, I was going to say, thanks for the invite, Steve. Um, I thought this was awesome. A um, couple of things that came to mind as you we were talking about um, memory dividends is just thinking back, uh, thinking back on my childhood. And uh, so my, my dad passed when I was 14. And I remember thinking, like, through every major event in high school, right, of all the things that um, that he wasn't present for. But then also looking back at all the memories and things that I've been able to do in my lifetime and how that relates to my kids. Now I've got an eight-year-old and four-year-old. And um, to me, I think there's so much value in just giving them different life experiences, mm. um, you know? And um, if you think about the, the, the concept of those memory dividends for us, I mean, imagine when you start that uh, in your kids, um, and how much of their their personalities, their behavior, um, 
you know, the way they view the world is, is based off of those memories and those, uh, those lessons that you, you give to them. Cause it has nothing to do with, you know, the actual event, but it has everything to do with those little snippets of, of, uh, of time in those events that they, that they build their, um, their persona, their character, all that from. So super impactful. Love it. I love that, man. You know, it's interesting. One of the, my favorite things about what we do at the Kinetic Man is, is to your point, it just is an awareness that there's a different, a different level of intentionality that we could live in. And the impact that that has not only through, <clears throat> excuse me, not only through uh, our kids observing us modeling behaviors, which is huge, right? Huge. But it's also recognizing how much power we have to do exactly what you said, right? It doesn't have to be extravagant. It can just be like, you know, the idea of dates with the kids. A, a lot of guys in the group had not really necessarily considered that. And so then they started dating their kids and and the dates become more creative and you find opportunities to spend one-on-one -on -one time. And that's time with daddy. And it's very, very unique. It's special. And so like my six-year-old, we joke in my house, my six-year-old is benefiting from like, I have a 12, a 10 and a six. My six-year-old benefiting from all the intentionality that is now becoming just a normal part of life. And my 12-year-old, uh, you know, it's almost like, I'm like, oh man, this is lost time. Like I got to really, I got to really like, you know, um, make sure she knows how special she is and, and what I have to do. Like I'm accounting for those things. Whereas most of us just live life like, Hey, activity, activity, soccer game, this, that. And we just not bad and not judgy. It just, we get lost in it. We just get lost in the mix. And it really requires us to step back and be like, okay, like, you know, Mike, what you said, is there a list I can reference? And then I just start checking them off. If, even if it's that aviator, like checklist, how much better is that than not, right? It, I, you know, and that's the thing. Like some people say, ah, oh, so rigid. Okay, awesome. You take your non-rigid style. How many dividends are you creating in your non-rigid style? You're not because everything's reactionary. But in a more rigid environment that we create, and when I say rigid, that's a great thing. A more intentional environment, you can literally go down and you're like, bam, 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 bam. And you're doing these things with regularity. And then it just, because those things are all in there and the generational impact of that. Now you created a, tra a, a tradition that your grandkids and your grandkids, grandkids could potentially benefit because you started something like that, right? Just whatever creaking. What if in a hundred years, our great, great, great grandkids are creaking because we started creaking like it's, it's the dumbest thing, but it's awesome. It's awesome. So I, I love it, man. I love that you highlight that because because we have a lot of power as dads and as men in our households to do these types of things. And we should never relegate that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times my, my son, he's a similar age, Alex, to, to your kids. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. And, you know, this morning in the car, as we're sitting in car line to drop off, like my son was like, hey, dad, remember when we blah, 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 you know, and they're, they're like the smallest minuscule little things like, Hey dad, remember when we were walking the Creek and I found the head of a crawdad in the shell 
and I acted like I was going to like eat it. Ha 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 ha. Right. Like, like that's the memory that, that he has in his head uh, from, you know, going and doing that. And, you know, to David's point, like if you're not intentional with this stuff, like it'll never happen. So. Yeah. I love, well, it's funny. I, my birthday was yesterday. We tradition in our family, we make cards, we make all our cards for our, whoever's birthday it is. And the reference to being a kinetic man from all the kids I was kind of blown away by it. I was like, cause it's a, it's more than a business, right? Like to them, it's not, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not this, it's a culture versus like, Hey, daddy does this thing. And so it's, again, it's that intentionality. It's, it's cause we tie the kinetic man, that title to these activities. And so the, in their head, they're like, Oh, I love the kinetic man. Cause it means daddy's, you know, being dumb and turning the music on and we're doing dance day on Thursday or whatever, whatever that looks like. So anyway, it's good stuff, man. Appreciate you guys showing up. It's 1101. Don't want to take your time. Uh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, guys. Thanks for uh, showing up today, man. We have exciting news. We're opening up the next house of the kinetic man mastermind. I tell you, it's the most important hour of the week that I, that I go to, that I attend. I change every single week for the better to become the best husband, the best father, the best friend, and the best leader in our community. This is a time that you can choose to make a major impact in your life. Go to, to thekineticman.com and sign up. It's an application. It is exclusive. We are looking for the right man to take action and join us to be the hero of their journey. Come join us, thekineticman.com. Do it. Thank you for listening to the Connect Man podcast. If you are growth-minded, community-focused, and willing to take uncommon action to redefine success and live an abundant life, visit our website at www.thekineticman.com to see all the ways we can connect. And on our website, you can find more information on everything we're doing, like joining our meetup page to get the details on our webinars and our local Thursday gatherings here in Colorado. From our site, you can also find more information on and sign up for the next Kinetic Man retreat and the next house of our mastermind group. Finally, we always appreciate your love and support. Please share this episode and go rate us on your favorite podcast player of choice. Thank you again. Now go take uncommon action.